Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we have another 50K to first LPL and LCK, the Asian leagues for the League of Legends slate. It is going to be for Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Not if pretty sure that doesn't mean much to people anymore. No traveling, no going out or anything like that. But uh, Friday, April 10th, uh, excited to be here breaking it down. I've had some questions about the EU Masters. I understand that there's, there's slates going on throughout the day. I will start um, having models and really just projections for that on Patreon uh, once these knockout stages are over. So heading into the weekend and really early next week, um, it's 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 pretty much like a minor leagues for the European League. And it's a little tournament over there that's going to last until the first week of April, the end of the first week around uh, the 10th of May or sorry, the, the first week of May, the 10th of May or so. So. EU Masters I will be covering, but not on YouTube until the prize pools get bigger and the other leagues end, which will be right around the beginning of May. And then the summer league starts. I've had questions about the logistics of the League of Legends. You're going to have the uh, playoffs for the LPK um, or the L. CK and the LPL, the Asian leagues, probably ending around really the LPL ending sometime around the end of May, that last week, last couple of days of May. And then these EU Masters will go until um, the middle of May. And then you're going to have the LPL is going to end around the end of April. The EU Masters will end the beginning of May. And then you'll have the Summer League starting up, and I'm sure DraftKings will be adding other things, like they already have some things, like CSGO and, and whatever else is, is coming along. Uh, the golf stuff that's happening have had some models for all that. So anything that you're interested in, you can check it out on Patreon. That's all linked up down below. Appreciate you here. Appreciate you all being here, uh, having a ton of fun breaking this stuff down. Uh, last night got probably cleaned out by as many people probably did. I thought RNG was the best stack on the slate based on the odds that I had of them winning and based on where their ownership was not coming in. And they end up getting swept. So that's never a good thing. Uh, so yeah, they were they were my most owned stack and I got absolutely annihilated by that. So hopefully uh, today we're going to get right back on the horse. Uh, excited to have another big slate to attack. So you can check out everything I have to offer down below. I also have a League of Legends course. I've had a lot of people reaching out and it's a good thing, um, not only for just League of Legends, but moving forward for other sports, uh, understanding optimizers, understanding rules and optimizers, stacking because baseball is going to be around the corner. Hopefully NFL is going to be around the corner. Hopefully these are sports where you have to stack or you should be stacking to gain some sort of an edge and realize an edge. And a lot of people are asking me about that. The League of Legends course that I made uh, because of Monkey Knife Fight linked up above, it's going to be completely free. So if you have any interest in that League of Legends course, it is free as an add-on with Monkey Knife Fight Deposit. It's just linked down below. You can check out all that there is to offer in there. There's a 45 to an hour section on ownership and also Fantasy Cruncher and Optimizers and how I set some rules and th important things to look at and what it all means. So a lot of questions can be answered there. and It'll help for other sports where I will also have courses for other sports. So to close the door on that, Patreon's down below, some free strategy guides down below, and the League of Legends course that I made. It's about an hour and a half course, and there's going to be some more things going into there. A lot of answers, a lot of questions answered in it. You can check that out for free. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight, linked down below directly at the top of the description. So heading into this slate, you have a lot of big favorites. Um, not massive, not minus 1,000, but pretty much everybody is a minus 225 favorite or higher. Uh, so far, four of the five favorites are minus 345 or higher, so... Yeah, it's it's a pretty wide uh, slate here, and I, I do think that there's a couple teams that stand out in the underdog department. Uh, but just looking in terms of like how their their top lane, how their lane control, their dragon control, all that stuff matches up. A lot of these favorites have a, a big advantage today. Um, so in the last slate, JD Gaming, maybe one or two other teams looked like decent spots to get um, different. Griffin on the previous slate yesterday 
decent spots to get different on underdogs. Like two or three of them were viable underdogs. I think today that there's maybe two, but for the most part, really one that stands out as a viable underdog because just some teams are really bad at certain things. And obviously these favorites have just massive strengths there. Now anything can happen once we get the starting lineup news. Um, obviously going into the games without us being able to project for it, these teams can just choose to completely different legends that they've never chosen and just really be not throwing the game, but just not caring too much about the victory in it. So with that said, uh, starting at the top lane today, um, you're going to have Dominus um, Esports. So right now, Dominus is going to be a minus 345 favorite. Dominus is not the greatest of teams. They only get 11.2 kills per contest as an entire team. They die 14 times per game, which is the second most on the slate. Their upside is they're facing Victory 5, the worst team in probably all of League of Legends right now, only winning 4% of their rounds. That's atrocious. They're dying 19 times. So, so the two teams that die the most in this later are facing each other, and Victory 5 only picks up 8.3 kills per contest compared to Dominus Esports 11.2. So Dominus Esports is now the most expensive top lane, and they have a lot of expensive players, but they're not that great. They're just facing an atrocious team that they're probably going to 2-0 sweep and score a lot more than they normally do. So you're going to get natural starting here. Melody's only started one time this year. For $7,000, I don't really want it. Like I just don't. I do think Dominus Esports picks up the victory as a 345 favorite here against the worst team in the league by far. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes three rounds, which would actually help probably Dominus pick up some more points uh, if they can actually muster out some kills. So I understand why the heavier projection is there uh, for Dominus Esports because of how bad Victory 5 is. I'm just not so much sure that I buy into it, at least at the top lane position for natural. As I go down and I start to look at some other spots here, I do think 3-6 time for Top Esports. Top Esports does seem like the team that I feel comfortable as a favorite. Their matchup against Billy Billy Gaming. Billy Billy Gaming, not the greatest, pretty below average in just all departments. Top Esports, second most kills per contest on the slate. 3-6-9 is very strong top lane at $6,800. You're getting 5.8 assists per contest. Um, right now, you're getting also three kills per contest. I think Kane for Funplex is going to be just probably the most owned top lane for good reason. You have Funplex Phoenix right now. The biggest favorite at minus 526. They have the most kills on the slate at 15.6 per game. They're facing VC Gaming, who I actually think is a decent team. They win 45.7% of the rounds. Not a good team, but a decent team. VC Gaming is okay. They have some decent dragon control percentage, a decent lane control, but you're facing Funplex Phoenix, who probably just going to annihilate you, even if they don't have their normal starters in there. So a 1.56 kill death ratio. Yeah, and here's the thing. Kane, as long as Kane does start today, over Gimgoon, which you've been getting as of late, but whoever does start out of interest. But if it is Kane, a $6,600 top laner who is the biggest favorite on the slate, who averages the most kills on the slate, and who has 5.7 <clears throat> assists per contest, which would be top four on the slate, it's a complete misprice. Um, you're going to be getting very heavy ownership on Kane, and it's hard to, at least as of right now, uh, get upset by that. Canna for T1 is going to be interesting. Uh, T1 is going to lead the slate actually in kill death ratio as a team, 1.6. They die the least times on the slate, 7.5. And they're firsting a team today in KT Rolster who dies 9.4 times, the third least. So two teams that just don't die a lot. The difference is T1 averages 12 kills per contest as or per round as a team, whereas KT Rolster 9.1 the second fewest. So I actually think KT will take this three rounds as a 345 underdog, but just their overall downside in terms of how much kill upside that they have against um, right now T1 is is concerning. T1 second best win percentage round wise on the slate behind Funplex. So kind of does stand out, but Kane much, much more at 6,600. And then if you're looking, so Doran for Dragon X, Dragon X is very low priced across the board. Now it's, it's, they are the lowest favorite at minus 222. That's still a pretty big favorite. Now I think this matchup does go three rounds. I think it is going to be close between Dam one gaming they're very similar teams. Dragon X dies the second fewest times in the slate at nine per contest, and they pick up the third most kills per contest at 12.8. They have the third best KDR at 1.41, but they're priced 
pretty much across the board today as like the fifth best team, which is based on their Vegas odds. So I do think this one can go either way. Damwon would probably be my favorite underdog today, just based on how lopsided a lot of these other matchups are. But Dragon X across the board is going to be very cheap today. Dorn is a fine option. You get a lot of assists, 5.6 per contest, not a lot of deaths, only 2.2. So interesting spots there. So 369, Kane uh, and Dorn are probably the ones that stand out the most. Kana you could throw in there. So heading over to mid lane now. Doing B up top is usually one of the highest home players in the slate. Even on these big slates, you're getting like 40 plus percent ownership on doing B sometimes. I'd imagine it's somewhere in the 35% range on doing B at 8,000. The best mid lane option probably on the slate. You can argue that Knight is right up there, and I would say that's fine. Highest damage percentage, uh, most kills per contest out of all the starters, and pretty much a virtual tie with Knight for the most assists per contest is doing B as the biggest favorite, 74% win percentage. Yeah, doing B is fantastic. Knight is fantastic uh, as the second biggest favorite, a minus 435 favorite, um, which you're getting out of Knight as the most assists on the slate, the best kill participation. Out of all the starters right now, you're also getting there as a tied for third in damage percentage. These are the two most expensive mid lanes for an option, for a reason. They pick up a ton of kills. They pick up a ton of assists. Nobody out of all the starters is really close to them. They're the only two starters averaging over uh, 3.6 uh, kills per contest, and they're both over 4.2 apiece. They're the only two starters averaging over 5.7 assists per contest, and they're both on average at seven assists per contest. So they're just on a tier of their own. They're both in play for me. Uh, for Dominus Esports, because of the matchup, I'll get to some more, depending on who starts, probably Zai. Uh, you get not that many kills, not that many assists, and you're paying up for it, but it's because of the matchup. It's because you're trying to bake in here instead of normal teams that are going to die maybe 12 times per round. Uh, you get Victory 5, who dies 19 times per round. So it's going to just boost so much projection. The price point makes me uneasy, but it's hard to ignore the matchup. For Billy Billy Gaming as an underdog here, I think Fofo is interesting. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Billy Billy Gaming overall as an underdog. They'd probably be the second team that I get to. Um, Damwon Gaming would be the, the underdog early on that stands at the most, the shortest underdog at plus 167. Not too interested in Victory 5. KT Rolster at least pique some interest, but at the end of the day, I think the matchup's a little bit too tough for them. Billy Billy Gaming, I don't actually think pulls it off as a minus 294 favorite against top esports but i will have interest there um slight interest in some of their players fofo is a mid lane option it leads the slate in kill participation um for mid laners has a ton of damage 29.8 percent so if you did get a victory there fofo fofo could very easily show up in a major way um chovy if you get chovy starting for uh, dragon x that's going to stand out for me as well uh, Chovy's stats, I think, are pulling over from a different position, but Chovy's going to stand out as well as minus 222 favorite. Dragon X across the board is going to be cheap today. They're going to be cheap, and based on the Vegas odds, that's why, but if they do pick up the victory in two or three rounds, uh, they're going to be way, way over value. Like, they're actually going to be putting up a ton of point-per-dollar value. Heading into support now, so Crisp uh, and QQ at the top for the two biggest favorites are going to stand out the most. They are by far the leaders in assists per contest. Crisp averages over 10 per round through 26 games, so you're probably going to get at least one 10-plus assist bonus there, probably two. Uh, QQ gets 9.9 assists per contest, so pretty much the same thing there. Uh, they both don't die all that often. Kira as well for Dragon X, so now you start to see some higher prices on Dragon X, but that's because Kira averages nine assists per contest and has the most kill participation at 76.1 out of all of these support players. Those are my three favorite in the slate. Chris, QQ, and Kira, uh, maybe not in that order, uh, but that order seems fine. Um, but those three are on a tier of their own. The pricing indicates it. Then you can drop down to Effort for T1. Effort takes on that Dragon X low pricing at the support position um, from T1, though, so it kind of flops here. T1 usually being priced up for the previous two positions. 
effort you're going to get, a decent amount of assists, eight per contest, 0.8 kills per contest, not that many deaths through 35 games at this point. So it, it's just kind of average numbers, but a very low price point for a huge favorite of uh, the 345 favorite here. So I do think effort um, is fine at that $5,200 tag. And then hang. So if you somehow think VC Gaming pulls off the upset here because support players and losses, they just they just can't pick up a ton of points. There's a big reason that they're going to correlate with losses because their AD carry is probably not doing well in that bottom lane, and they're definitely not doing well. Uh, but hang as a plus 347 underdog, the biggest on the slate. If you were to get the upset here, second most kill participation, leader in creep score per minute, a third most assist per contest, second most tied for kills per contest. This is a fantastic option. Hang has been starting over Maestro as of late. This is a fantastic option if you get the upset. So if you are baking in some of your uh, VC Gaming's huge uh, underdog a stack, three-man, four-man stack upset to get some sort of leverage, again, if you're playing a lot of lineups, you probably only need like 3% of your lineups to have this to get any sort of ledge or edge because they're probably going to be like 1% owned today. I think having hang in there at support it makes a lot of sense. Uh, heading over to AD Carry now. So one thing to point out for AD Carry, uh, top esports, you have Fotek and you have Jackie Love. Jackie Love was signed about a week ago. They, I read an article that said Jackie Love, they don't plan to at least consider starting until the 10th of the month. So this is the 9th. So I assume that that means, or this is going to be the 10th heading into it. I record this on the 9th. Uh, so I assume that that means Jackie Love could be starting. Hopefully we have this information. So um, the next opportunity to start was the 10th. They said that that's when they would kind of make a decision. They signed Jackie Love a week ago. So I don't really know what's going on completely. Um, so hopefully we have that information. I'll project it potentially based on some news that we we're getting, um, but likely we should have the information. We've been getting these LCK, getting all the LPL lineups, getting a lot of the LCK lineups as of late, but that's just why those two players are highlighted in yellow because only one of them is going to start. Um, and there's been, Fotek has been starting as of late, but there's been some talk and some rufflings that Jackie Love could be starting uh, for this slate. So whoever starts out of those two, I'll have interest in. They're obviously a huge favorite, um, and you're probably not going to get that news until late. So if you get news at 1 a.m. East Coast time that Jackie Love is starting, you probably have a pretty big edge over the field because most people are going to just assume it's Fotek uh, based on the fact that Jackie Love has scored zero points per game uh, on top esports because of the recent signing. So LWX up top stands out the most. You're going to get the most assists per contest. You're getting the highest price on the biggest favorite. Makes a lot of sense. Gala really makes me concerned. Uh, Gala through 25 games, and it's because they're facing V5, 2.8 kills per contest. That is the least on the slate, but priced at $8,000. Like, this is where you have to start to ask yourself, and I'll have my projections ready later. You can check them out down below on Patreon. You have to start to ask yourself, though, is it worth it to be paying so much money for a team that probably wins in three, potentially, in a good chance, gets a a, a 2-0 sweep here? Is that enough, though, for players like Gala um, to kind of hit a huge ceiling when Gala is last on the slate out of the uh, 80 carries and kill participation um, is, is terrible? Last on the slate tied for uh, average kills at 2.8. I'm a little bit concerned with getting there. We'll see where the ownership comes in. And if it's really low, I'll get there. But I don't really feel the need to force that in. Uh, even, when, even in a victory, the ceiling might not be there. Teddy leads the slate in creep score per minute, is up there in kill participation at 74.4, dies the least on the slate through 35 contests for T1. Yeah, I think Teddy does stand out. Deft, I'm not going to get to as much um, of these underdogs like I mentioned. So Deft, I do prefer over... Um, it, it, it'll depend here. Both sides of the, the Dam One Gaming and Dragon X side, I do like. I think both their AD carries are going to be interesting. We'll see who starts, whether it's Ghost or Nuclear, probably Nuclear for Dam One Gaming against Dragon X. And then Death for Dragon X is going to be interesting because you're getting a cheap price point of 7,400, only the fifth most expensive AD carry. So it's easy to put that in your captain spot. Then maybe get to your Funplex Phoenix. If I'm reading this right, I would assume a lot of lineups are going to have 
three or four man stacks of Funplex Phoenix. And then the other stack on the opposite side of that two or three man stack is going to be Dragon X, or at least that's how it should be optimally thinking for cash. If the ownership follows that, then you have to start to get different and your optimizers have to start to get different in your hand building. If the ownership doesn't follow that, well, then you can just roll out those Dragon X and Funplex Phoenix stacks because they seem to be optimal at least right now. So Ghost, um, Ghost on the opposite side of that oh, at 6,800 looks fine as well. Eight kills per contest or, or Ghost or Nuclear, whoever starts there. Eight kills per contest is in a very limited sample of uh, a couple of rounds. Uh, but Nuclear is probably the starter there. So we'll see what happens here. If it's Nuclear starting for Dam 1, maybe I get some shares in those stacks of Dam 1. But I'm going to have more Dragon X in Deft. Uh, really big underdogs. KT, we mentioned a little bit how they're somewhat appealing, but I can't see myself getting too much of them. Again, if they're like 3% owned and I get that much in my stacks, aiming for KT does stand out as at least an interesting option. Creates a ton of damage at 34.9%. Junglers, if you watch my videos, you know that I just probably get a good amount of junglers that I'm just having in my stacks. I think that they are like the third highest scoring team to give uh, or player on each winning team. You can give them a good amount of randomness because of that ceiling that they do have. But for the most part, like wherever I have in my stacks, my junglers will be based on my stack ownership. Um, I, I don't really try to pick and choose between these junglers all that often. Zayu Peng is the most expensive jungler against V5. It makes sense. Player already gets a ton of kills, 2.3 per contest. Now you have a, a much better matchup here against v5 but again the whole sketchiness of this team um the matchup i understand the whole thing tian at just 7200 that's a nice price point for the biggest favorite carsa at just 7,000 flat like those are the two players that stand out the most tian and carsa it shouldn't shock anybody the two biggest favorites but they should both be like 7,500 dollars or, or at least more expensive than they are right now for dragon x you're also going to have Siosic is going to stand out at minus 222 a 6600 tag it's going to be really hard for me not to assume dragon x is, is not wildly popular cuz has been starting started the last game for t1 just 6600 dollars. so you have same price syndrome here uh, if you will uh, name that i guess myself here uh, but same price syndrome cuz and Siosic are both 6600 now in a, in a in a dfs game that's so heavily stacked based it probably doesn't matter as much but in your optimizer in your hand building People tend to gravitate towards one of those players. Siosic is going to be the the smaller favorite, but the probably one that there's more stacks of Dragon X, if I had to guess, scores more fantasy points per game by about seven for people who look at that in hand building. So also, if you're just looking at kills, averages almost one more kill per contest. So you might get Siosic just artificially being inflated by a lot in ownership because of just the stack ease, the value there in their stack, and some other things, which makes Cuz an interesting pivot spot if indeed that's the case. So same price syndrome usually means one player in the field gravitates to just one of those similarly priced players or same price players and the other one gets under owned even though they're the same price and probably for the most part more times than not will produce similar upside so i'll have interest in both of them ax all the way down at 5600 again if you're trying to play some lineups with a huge underdog 2.5 kills per contest through 23 matches 16.5 damage percentage is the most on the slate for vc gaming's jungler and then finally to close it up with the team slot just get Pretty much the teams you think are going to win in there. Um, Dragon X, once again, looks fantastic. Third best win percentage as a team. Third best K KDR. Um, the best dragon control percentage up there in lane control. And they die the second least on the slate. Um, they're only 5,200. They're minus 222 favorites. So if you want to go at three-man stacks of Dragon X and get their team, probably going to be popular if I had to guess, but looks okay. The The nice thing is that Dam1 and Dragon X both average around 33 and a half. Um, minutes per round that they play, which is likely going to be the best paced game in terms of not trying to get the 30 win bonus for your team. But if you're trying to get the most kills out of your team, it's probably going to be the best opportunity there. If you're looking at some other situations, uh, Funplex Phoenix usually wins in under 31 minutes. They're facing VC Gaming, who win in about 32. So that one should last a little bit less, but just the overall power of kills per contest for Funplex should not worry me 
too much there. The last thing I'll point out is that Victory 5 on average loses in 29 minutes and 43 seconds. They're literally getting uh, uh, under 30 minute bonus all the time. A 0.44 KDR. Disgusting. Uh, watch, they'll probably win tonight, but I'm not going to have much interest there. Important to point out that Dominus Esports only averages 32 minutes per game, the third fewest in the slate. So this one, these games should be ending pretty quickly depending on who's winning. So even in victories, unless you're getting the 30 win bonus for the team spot for Dominus Esports, it's going to be really hard to see either team popping up with a ton of points because they don't get a ton of kills. They both die pretty often. So they're both pretty terrible and these games should end pretty soon. So I do like Dragon X and Damn One Gaming. The winner of that does look like they're going to be a pretty huge, huge factor on this slate. Um, and I assume Damn One is much lower owned. So we'll see. In theory, I think Dragon X is the best value stack on the slate. Fun Plus Phoenix is the best overall stack on the slate. T1 top esports look good. Um, if you're looking for underdogs, Damn One Gaming and Billy Billy Gaming are probably the two that stand out. Damn One being the one that I would like more. Um, we'll see where the ownership comes in. So thanks for tuning into this video. Be sure to check out the free League of Legends course down below. If somebody has already taken it, you want to leave any comments, you want to give any type of um, uh, just uh, reference or whatever it is to the course and let people know, you can do that down below or reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on Twitter if you have any other questions. Projections will be up later in the day for this slate, as well as the CSGO projections already up. If you're watching this before noon, they go up every day. EMBA projections already up as well, and other things that are currently in the works for some season-long NFL I'm, I'm excited about. So I'll close the door by saying that Monkey Knife Fight, appreciate their sponsorship. That League of Legends course, not only do you get that for free, but any deposit that you make a Monkey Knife Fight, you get 100% deposit match up to $50 if you use the promo code that is linked down below attached to that course, promo code SALFREE. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you in the next one. Take care and best of luck.